Welcome to today's edition of the College Experts Talk podcast, the resource for parents and students navigating the college planning process. Felicia Gopal, founder of collegefundingresource.com and creator of the College Decision Navigator System, talks with world-class college planning experts who openly and honestly share the triumphs and challenges families face every day in helping their children get into and pay for the colleges of their choice. We want you to feel like you're sitting down with our experts and getting their best ideas without paying their considerable consulting fees. So sit back and relax as Felicia interviews others about the issues and concerns of selecting colleges, competing for a coveted place in a class, and ultimately paying for the colleges that admit your kids. So today we're going to be interviewing Jacqueline Wisner, who is an alumni recruiter for Brown University, and she's going to be talking to students and parents about what they need to do in terms of getting ready for alumni interviews that they might be going on. And she's going to tell you about the Brown process, but it's going to be applicable to probably a lot of the colleges and universities that you're going to be applying to. So, Jacqueline, I just wanted to say thank you very much for uh, being on this call with me today. Thank you for having me. Okay. So let's kind of jump into everything. How did you get started as an alumni recruiter for Brown University? Well, my experience at Brown was wonderful. I really loved the school, had a great four years there, and I've always been active in my community and wanting to help others, and it seemed like an ideal way to get information out about Brown University to perhaps students that weren't as familiar with the university. And so I began doing this about 15 years ago and have really enjoyed the experience especially since I participate in education and in my work as well. So you've been participating with Brown for 15 years. How did you get started? I mean, how does one become an alumni recruiter? I was a member of the Brown Club. And when I graduated, wanted to stay connected and certainly stay in touch with other alumni. And so as a part of the Brown Club, they had asked, for recruiters, people willing to interview students, and I volunteered, and that's actually how I got started. Oh, okay. That sounds great. So what exactly does it mean? I mean, is there a process that you have to go through in order to be a recruiter for Brown University? It's not particularly complex. We meet as a part of the Brown Alumni Schools Committee volunteers, and that's just an organization on campus. And so they guide you in the process of interviewing students. They explain how you will receive the names of students and why those particular students. And there are a number of forms that are used that, like I said, will guide you through the process. But basically, you're to be familiar with the university, and of course there are changes that come up, and they keep you apprised of what those changes are, expanded programs, new professors, new policies, whatever it might be, so that when you're talking to students, you're able to really give them a full idea of what the university experience will be like. Hmm, that's very interesting. So how many students would you typically see in a season, if you will? Well, there's two parts. There's early decision, and then there's regular decision. 
early decision, you would see perhaps three or four students, and that would take place in the early fall. Those students are notified in November about their admission. And then for the regular student admission, you might see about four or five, and those students are notified in April. And you would see those students in January, December, January, that time frame. All right. You want to make sure to see them before the deadline for admission. Absolutely, you want to make sure. So could you tell me a little bit more about what early decision is versus regular decision? Could you tell me a little bit more about that? I'm a little unclear. In early decision, students who know that a particular school is their first choice and feel that they have the qualifications, meaning the grades, the background experiences, et cetera, to be accepted to the school, will somewhat take a chance, submit their application as early decision, and get first preference or first review by the admissions officers. If they're fortunate enough to be accepted by the school, then they're done. That's it. They don't have to go through the nerve-wracking waiting for the acceptance letters that generally come sometime in April. They'll know as early as November that they've been accepted to the school of their choice. Oh, well, that sounds like a, a terrific thing for the students. Oh, yeah. Well, it can be. Of course, there are just so many qualified students that it's an extremely competitive situation. But, frankly, it's competitive for regular students' admissions as well. So if a school is truly your first choice and that's really where you want to go, and you feel you've got the grades, et cetera, to be admitted, then it's worth a shot. Because if you don't get accepted, you're put on a waiting list and you get consideration again. And so you haven't particularly lost anything by going for early admission if that's your first choice. Oh, that sounds terrific. So when you sit down with students, do you have an expectation of what they need to have done prior to interviewing with you? Well, that's kind of an interesting question. It's not so much an expectation because, frankly, Brown, as an Ivy League school, just about anybody who applies there knows that they have to have top grades, top scores, et cetera, and they are familiar with the competition. So you generally get a very high-caliber student just because of the school itself. But what is different often is the presentation the student gives of themselves and their experiences. And I have been surprised on many occasions by the way students present themselves. And I hope that sort of addressed what your question is, because the expectation is just that they will be Brown-worthy students. Well, tell me a little bit more about what students have done to present themselves in a way that surprised you. Well, sometimes students clearly haven't prepared or haven't prepared very well to meet with the interviewer. And they will make comments that are inappropriate. They will not particularly speak up. They don't answer questions very thoroughly, very forthrightly. It shows the students who are prepared for the interviews versus those that are perhaps winging it. The personality will come through. And just because the student is quiet or reticent to speak doesn't mean that they're not a worthwhile student. It just 
makes it a little more challenging when I'm trying to interview them. So do all students go through the alumni recruiting? Do all students talk to an alumni recruiter, some students, and how do they make the distinction between the two? Yeah, not all students do. I certainly recommend that all students take advantage of that opportunity because it's just one more exposure to the school to get questions answered. As alumni recruiter, pretty well versed in the atmosphere, the coursework, et cetera, and I'm a resource for getting questions answered if I don't know them. So it certainly is a good opportunity for students to learn more about the school. Students have to request to be interviewed by an alumni recruiter. And of course, some students don't know that that's an option, other students don't want to, whatever the case may be. but. An alumni recruiter that's on your side who is impressed by your presentation, your interview, is another advocate for you at the admissions desk. So I always recommend students take advantage of it. You really have nothing to lose. Great. I can see how valuable that would be. So could you take me through the process? The student says that they're interested in talking with an alumni recruiter. What happens after that? I receive a contact form sheet, a call from the Alumni Schools Committee saying that this particular student is interested in an interview, and on that contact form is the student's name, their school, their address, phone number, and the subjects that they're interested in, the degree that they're interested in, and their extracurricular activities. From that form, I make the phone call, and I like to do person-to-person, face-to-face interviews. Generally, your students are chosen because of their proximity to you. So that's not a difficult thing for me to do, to have a face-to-face. And it gives me, I think, a better feel for the students to see the person as they're talking and responding. And I can write a more valuable or a more informed response to the interview. Once I set up that appointment, We meet, it might be at a restaurant, a diner, maybe in the school itself, or maybe in the student's home, whatever seems appropriate, and we talk. And I ask them questions. I find out what their interest is in Brown, why they're considering Brown. I look for personal qualities, what their hopes are, if they seem to be thoughtful, sense of humor, try to get a sense of their being. And, I mean, I don't ask them why they chose Brown because a lot of students haven't chosen Brown. Brown is just one of the schools they're considering. So I don't want to put them, you know, in an uncomfortable position by saying, well, why did you choose Brown? And they'll have to say, well, I didn't really choose it yet. (laughs) Okay, okay. That seems fair. Yeah, but what I do is just get a sense of why they're interested in Brown. And how does Brown meet their needs? And I do that because I want to know if they're, I mean, Brown's a very popular school. And sometimes students will just apply because of its popularity and don't really know anything about it. And we don't want students just coming who really don't know what the school is about. They may not like it. They may not find their needs met there. So I want to try to get a sense of how familiar they are with Brown. How does Brown meet their academic interests, their goals, meets their needs, that kind of thing. 
And I avoid any discussion about grades or SAT scores. That's not my purpose. That's for the admissions committee specifically. And I have to be very careful not to indicate to a candidate what their chances of admission are. Okay. All right. It's it's really a very straightforward evaluation of the student and a chance for them to tell me what it is they would like the admissions committee to know about them because they're not going to be able to very often get in front of anyone in the admissions committee. All they have is their application to speak for them. Well, I can be another voice, and having seen them and talked with them, it gives them a chance to have someone speak on their behalf, be an advocate for them at the university. Well, I can see how powerful that would be. So the follow-up question to that is, as they've kind of gone through that whole process, at the end of the day, are there kind of common mistakes that you see students make time and time again? Yeah, they come in and they're not prepared. Mm. Big problem. Preparation seems to be very key and important. It is key. And often students have not had to sort of sell themselves. It's something they're not familiar with doing. And so they come in and they answer questions inappropriately. And you can often tell the type of school that a student has gone to because certain schools categorically prepare students for interviews. Those students come in, they have a resume, which is always impressive, even though there might not be much on it. Right. The fact that it was put together. Yes. It's very impressive. They look serious. They look determined. And they come in. They have their resume. You can see practiced answers. They're prepared. Okay. Practice answers. You ask them a question. They have a very clear, cogent, concise response. They ask you questions that you can tell they have given much thought to. And you can see they're, they're ready for this interview. And... They want it. Other students, the big mistakes, they haven't done any of that. Okay. And not that that is a deal killer in any way, but let's face it, it makes an impression. And it's not necessarily the best impression that you would like an interviewer to have of you. Having a chance to speak to an alumni interviewer is a great opportunity, and they don't take full advantage of it when they don't come in prepared. So I would say that is the major fault. They haven't practiced answers. They're tripping over words. They're not quite sure how to respond to a question. They respond with something that's really not appropriate. I'll give you an example. I had a student who was the president of her high school class come in for an interview once and seemed like a bright girl. I asked her about her interests. She told me in a kind of limited way what her interests were, which sort of made me think that she didn't really know much about the school. So I asked her, had she been to the school? And she said, oh, yeah, they have slamming parties. Well, that's not exactly music to an interviewer's ears. <laughs> And this is what her impression of Brown was, that they have slamming parties. Now, Mm. interestingly, she did get accepted 
because she really was qualified and had a lot to offer. But she did not give a great impression during the alumni interview. So I just share that to say it's not a deal killer, but you want to have an advocate. You don't want someone who isn't really thinking you've quite paid attention. So what I heard you say is some of the things that impresses you when you're interviewing a student is they come in prepared. They've got a resume. They've obviously practiced it. They've practiced what they want to communicate to you. They have a good sense of Brown and how they might fit into Brown and how Brown might fit into their lives. Are those kind of the key nuggets that you would want students to kind of come in and be prepared for? Yes, I think you hit it. That's exactly what it is. And I didn't fully answer your previous question about the process. After the interview, I write a report. Okay. And that's transmitted to the admissions committee. And I also stay in touch with the committee. Well, they stay in touch with me because they let me know the progress of the application. And I will respond to any questions the student have by calling them, and they know that they can call me if they have any additional questions they would like some information about. So the communication is between the school and me, between the student and me, and until the decision is made. And I'm always thrilled when I can call a student and say, you got in, you know, congratulations. Or if they don't get in, we talk about what they may want to do to change that, if they want to try again, if they're thinking of other places, et cetera. So you never want to leave a student feeling forgotten about, left out, or just rejected. So when you write your report, are you saying, yes, you should admit the student, or no, you shouldn't admit the student? What, what sorts of things go into your report? When I'm writing the report, I'm putting down my impressions of the student. I talk about any of the things that have come up during our meeting. For instance, Jane loved her work in the dance club. She actually was in it for three years and became president her senior year and hopes to continue with her dance experience at Brown, you know, things like that. Okay. The student had worked on a major problem-solving project in the computer science course and came up with a solution. Clearly, they think sequentially, you know, whatever impressions that I'm getting from the interview, what the student shares, that's why I was saying it's critical for the student not to be reticent, but to speak up and really promote themselves so that I can, in turn, share that with the committee. So in my report, it's an overall feeling about the student, it's a sharing of whatever they've told me and my sense of what it means to them, and it's a terrific way of sort of fleshing out the picture of that person that's just on paper for the admissions committee. Well, I know I didn't go through an interview process when I went away to university, but I can definitely see how valuable that is in these competitive times that students are going through in terms of getting into college. I could definitely see that listening and understanding the process, understanding what they need to do would be very, very invaluable for them in terms of getting in and being accepted at the schools that they're very interested in attending. It's a nice way to add on to their whole effort, 
And like I said, I recommend that students take advantage of it. it it's a no-lose situation. Well, let me ask you, what kind of weight does the alumni recommendation have? It is a difficult thing to quantify. The alumni decision is sort of the thing that is added on. And let me see if I can give you an example. You're at the admission table and you've looked at hundreds of applications and you come across one and you're saying, okay, the table says, this kid looks like a good fit. What do you think? And one person says, well, I don't know. They don't seem to quite have this, that, or the other. Or we already have students with that particular quality, that experience. And you say, well, let's take a look at the alumni report. And you look at the alumni report and it says that this student has won certain awards in an athletic venture and actually developed a new robot in his science class. And you say, you know what, let's bring him in. He's the kind of kid that we can really use here. It adds another dimension to the school. Or, conversely, they're going through that same deciding process and you read the alumni report sort of as the uh, tiebreaker, so to speak, and the report isn't too impressed with the student. And so you say, yeah, you know, he was on the bench anyway. I think we'll put this one aside. So it's not like it has a heavy weight, but it's another impression to help the committee make their final decision. Wow, I can see that. I can understand that. So do you have any final thoughts or any final words that you would like to share with parents and students about sitting down and talking with a alumni recruiter? Yeah, when we talk about the preparation, and I know you understand how critical that is, sometimes they make a mistake of thinking, well, I'll ask questions. Well, it's great to ask questions, but put yourself in the position of the interviewer of the admissions committee, and if you ask questions such as, well, what is your graduation rate, or will I have an opportunity to pursue independent studies, immediately the interviewer knows you have not really reviewed what the school offers. You follow me? Yeah, because if you ask those questions, or if you've done some research, then you would already know the answers to those questions. Exactly. So I like for students to understand those are great questions, but ask them a little differently. Say something like, when I was reading about Brown, I saw that there was an opportunity to pursue independent study. Is that accurate today, and how is that done? You see my point? So make it seem like you've done your work. You just want confirmation of what it is you've been reading. Makes a much bigger impact than just asking questions. And I would say also understand that the recruiter interviewer is not in a position to tell you that you're in or not. They can't evaluate whether you're going to be the one. If you look at the fact that there are thousands of valedictorians, thousands of 4.0 students, 
and of course Brown is an Ivy League school, but there's many top schools, or let's say just mid-level schools. There are thousands of students competing to get into schools. And so a recruiter, regardless of what the school is, isn't in a position to say, you've made it. And if you don't get in, it's not because the recruiter did one thing or another. So understand that they don't carry that level of influence or impact, but they are a valuable component to your whole effort to get into school. So what I heard you say is that a recruiter couldn't say that you're in or not in at Brown, but it's just a component of the whole process, start to finish, of getting into great schools like Brown University. Right. Or frankly, any school. You know, all schools have, well, I think about all schools have alumni recruiters, but for those that do, recruiters don't make that final choice. And I've had parents furious with me because their kid didn't get in. <laughs> and these are parents whose kids I wrote glowing reports for. Okay. But like I said, there are thousands of kids who are qualified. Yes. And so what makes the cut are going to be little nuances, percentages of, well, we have enough valedictorians, but do we have any equestrians? in our group. Oh, we've got one. Okay, we'll put this one in. Okay. Do we have a bass player? Oh, okay, here's a bass player. Let's let him in. I mean, it's that kind of thing. It can get down to those sorts of issues. It's about putting together a well-rounded class. Exactly, exactly. And students have to understand, you go to school and sure, you pay a lot of money to go there, but you also have to be a contributor to the campus not just filling a seat. And so they're looking for students that have many different characteristics. You know, you might see a student and you say, well, my goodness, I don't know how that one got in. The grades weren't the greatest and his test scores weren't so great either. They end up excellent students, but if you knew more about the background, you'd realize, oh, they've had experience in traveling or they had experience with languages or something that helped them to stand out and become a more valuable prospect. Well, I'm telling you, today's interview with you, Jacqueline, has just been absolutely invaluable, and I can definitely see that parents and students will get a whole lot out of understanding more about the process, understanding how important it is to prepare themselves for sitting down with an alumni or recruiter and understanding how they might be able to influence an alumni recruiter to put together a report that is favorable that may tip the scales for them at the alumni committee meetings. Right, at the admissions committee meetings, absolutely. Yeah. It can make a big difference, and once again, you got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. I like that. So I thank you very much for your time today, and I'm looking forward to having this transcribed and shared with our parents. Thanks a lot. Oh, my pleasure. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the College Experts Talk podcast. 
We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast where we will continue to legally share college insider information with parents and students from the insiders themselves. For more information and to instantly download your free copy of the College Funding Resources Report titled Five Strategies That Parents Need to Start Using Today to Cut Their College Costs Tomorrow, visit www.collegefundingresource.com. That's www.collegefundingresource.com. This is Mike Elmore for the College Experts Talk Podcast. 